You fail to reach your goals because you design them badly. Written by Scott Young, May 2019. Reaching any goal requires motivation, self-discipline, and commitment. But where do these things come from? Many people see them as personality traits. Some people are motivated, others are lazy. Other people recognize that they are sometimes lazy and sometimes motivated. So they add a little nuance that says it depends on the pursuit. So you might be lazy about cleaning your house, for instance, but never miss a gym day. I think the truth, however, is even more extreme than this. Motivation, self-discipline, and commitment aren't mostly about personality or the pursuit. Rather, I believe much of the difference in your motivation and laziness comes from how you design your projects. Human nature is a lot more situational than you think. So it's been well studied by psychologists for decades now that human behavior tends to depend more on situations than on persistent attributes of individuals. Whether people will steal something depends a lot more on varying the context around the theft than from choosing between people who are inherently thieving or honest. Whether people cheat on tests depends a lot more on the environment than on character. Whether people will help a bystander or ignore him depends more on situational factors than on deeply held convictions. This is a deep truth that goes against a lot of our intuitions about other people. We tend to think people act in a certain way because they're the kind of person that they are rather than because that's the kind of situation they're in. This bias towards believing how people behave is mostly character and personality rather than situation and environment even has a name. The fundamental attribution error. How to focus on hard goals. During a recent live-streamed ultra-learning project to learn quantum mechanics, a number of visitors asked how I was able to focus on studying for so long. So the easiest explanation is that I'm somehow hardwired for focus. Alternatively, you might wonder whether I just love physics so much that I can concentrate on it for hours. Yet, I don't think these are the most important factors. Why? Because before I set up my project, I had tried to learn that same class previously, and it went about how you can expect. I would start watching the lectures, get distracted, never work on any hard problem sets, and so on. Similarly, when my project finished, I wanted to learn the next class in the series. Had I changed and now adopted a successful approach for all time? Nope. I went back to the same approach from before, watching lectures for a few minutes, getting distracted, avoiding the homework. What was different during my one-month project was how I designed it. Making it a priority, setting aside the time, creating motivational pressures, accountability, and more. How to design motivation into your goals. If there were a simple formula, goal setting would be easy. Instead, designing your goals so they generate the motivation required to reach them is hard. That being said, there are some factors you can adjust to improve your results. One, does your project have clear standards? Watch out for vague ambitions. Effort is never automatic, so if your ambitions are hard to define, it's easy to slide back on them when you feel lazy. There are a million ways you can choose these standards. I've already talked about maximum, minimum, and average targeting on this blog before. Constraints can be for outcomes, so for instance, me trying to complete MIT's computer science curriculum in a year. They can be about process, so when I was trying to avoid speaking English to learn languages. They can be about habits, so trying to do 50 push-ups a day. Or they can be to-do lists and milestones. Standards form the constraints which keep you from sliding backwards. Two, do you believe you can meet the standard? There's always a tension between rising to the challenge set by the standard and rejecting it entirely. If you believe your standard can't be met, you'll reject it and give up. Good standards, therefore, are ones you believe you can reach. 
They should also be ones that you're less likely to get frustrated by from outside circumstances, making them impossible for reasons you can't control. You'll notice that this can create a positive feedback loop. Strong confidence results in lots of effort. Low confidence and even easy goals can't be met. Bootstrapping this confidence spiral is a long-term effort, but it helps explain why some people are very ambitious and others are not. Does the standard help you reach the result? Clear standards are useless if they don't actually help you reach your goal. Trying to lose weight by cutting out soda probably won't help much, since you'll probably just eat the calories somewhere else. Standards for your actions are easier to enforce and motivate. Standards for outcomes can be more fickle, but they ensure you stay on target. A good project combines both so you reach your goal and maintain your motivation. Four, are there immediate incentives for meeting or failing to meet the standard? Not only having clear standards, but immediate incentives for keeping them is important. A lot of goals only have diluted long-term benefits for sticking to them. A key skill of maintaining motivation on hard goals, then, is consistently breaking down the goals into steps that need to be worked on now. If your only goal is to pass an exam that's months away, there's little incentive to work on it now. If you need to finish a chapter by tomorrow, you'll have a good push to get working. Five, is meeting the standard a priority? No project exists in isolation. Every other part of your life is always implicitly weighed against putting an effort into a project. Low priority projects will fail when the other things take precedence. This is part of the reason I prefer either easy habits or intense short-term projects. Easy habits aren't priorities, but they're also easy to maintain. Intense short-term projects may consume your life, but because they're short, you can make space for them rather than trying to juggle too many things simultaneously. Projects you aren't willing to put first won't get done. Most goals fail because they aren't a priority to begin with. So these are merely general features of good projects. Actual projects have structures that depend on the specific situation. Careful choices here can make an enormous difference in your effort, motivation, and the outcome you experience. If you choose wisely, you can do great things even when you're lazy, unmotivated, or uncommitted in the past. Choose poorly, however, and even the most committed person will make little progress. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott H. Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show. It helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found at my website, scotthyoung.com. Thank you.